today on Gigdemine Powers. At 17, um, let's see, I had the choice of going to art school or I was going to go into the military. Oh. And I didn't have, it, it wasn't like a, a the confidence. That's the word. I didn't have the confidence in my art to think that, I mean, to feel that I could go into art school, not knowing that that's where you actually develop um, your, your art skills. So, um, so I went into the military, but that, that's, that is the one thing that I would, I would change if I could go back is I would have gone to art school and who knows at this point, You are listening to Geekdom Empowers, the podcast about people empowered through their geekiness. Welcome back! My name is Guy Hasson and this is Geekdom Empowers. Geekdom Empowers is the podcast that highlights creators and fans in the geek world who do not often get to be highlighted. It's these people, it's us who make up almost all of the geek world by talking to each person, by hearing their story. Geek Them in Pals creates a huge, giant, world-sized quilt of all the geeks all around the world. Each person is a story, and together we are one story, one huge geekverse quilt. I always say that I interview both creators and fans, but I haven't really gotten to the fans yet. Today's guest is Pasco Smith who is the first official fan interviewed on the podcast. He is a fan of comics, of science fiction and fantasy movies, and an artist. And he is the man responsible for the fact that Geekdom in Pals is called Geekdom in Pals. He is the podcast's origin story. And I talk a lot about that after the interview. I also talk about that first thing in the interview. So enjoy and let's listen. Hey, Guy, how you doing? How are you doing? I'm Finally meeting you face to face. I know, right? Nice to meet you. You too. It's it's been a long time. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, I you are the person responsible for this gig them in powers thing because back when uh, I created New Worlds Comics and you're a winter fan, yeah, uh, we talked and you told me about. Um, about you and how our comic books empowered you, and oh, how man. and how you they empowered your daughters. And then I created something called Comics Empower, which in which people and you you were the first. Uh-huh. Uh, what about how comic books empowered them? And yeah. there are stories that I couldn't believe, including one of your daughters, and about how they you, well you tell the stories. But um, and from there on, I, I created something called. Um, well, it's called Comics in Power, which was a comic book store for the blind and visually impaired. And really? I, I put the same name there. And now I have uh, a podcast called Give Them in Powers. And it's all because I saw through you the power, uh, the power <laughs> of empowerment, of uh, the things we do and how they empower uh, power. So thank you so much for that. Hey, as, uh, as I'm shocked. <laughs> to say the least, that uh, how cool is that? Let me let me ask you: How did you get into uh, 
um, comic books, superheroes, you know, all, all that, that world. Oh, nine, huh? Um, man, let's see. I, I guess it started with my uncle. Uh, one of my uncles, he introduced me to comics. Uh, me and actually a couple of cousins of mine mm -hmm. um, back in Germany, early 80s. Uh, we, we started reading comics and then I just kind of, I, I really grabbed hold of the, the X-Men. Uh, the X-Men were just, that was just my team. My right. team, everything Chris else. Claremont was at the time, right? Yes, yep, yep. <clears throat> and it, it, everything else was kind of like a filler, you know, um, the Spider-Man, the Avengers, you know, stuff like that. All that was just fillers, but the X-Men were, were my team. And, you know, <laughs> what's funny is um, thinking back on it, um, the scientific part of it, like how they would explain uh, mutants and the genetic part of it, you know, it wasn't like it was like a whole in-depth science book type of thing, but it was it was pretty cool. And that's what really caught my attention because I kept thinking, my goodness, you can, you can go anywhere with this. this. This is like endless if you have the right imagination for it. Um, so that, that's where it started. And then uh, me and some friends would, uh, we would draw, you know, out, out of the comic books and stuff, which also helped, you know, to stay in them too uh, for a long time. And just, it, it just never really, never really went away. I kind of haven't followed comic books after, not really closely after, uh, I think it was after Jim Lee stopped drawing the X-Men. Then I, I hadn't really followed it that closely since then, um, but I still dabbled, you know, kept, kept my ear to it or what have you and continued to draw too over the years. So I, I think that, and then obviously, you know, being a, a good dad that I am, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I had to pass it on. Um, so my, my girls are in, in the comics and superheroes and it really helped me to, uh, I don't know, just to stay focused and not, not be so, uh, single-minded, I guess the, the way to think about it, um, because the imagination was so set free in comics, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't get caught up with, you know, the other foolishness that was going on around me growing up. You know, it was that was kind of like my escape, you know, to do my to be wherever I wanted to be. Yeah, it's it's amazing that it allowed you to escape. Um, oh man, yeah. It, it it was it was just cool like that because it was, you know, I'm trying I was trying to think of a specific series of the X-Men that really uh like took me out. And I think it was the one where Crimin, uh, I can't think of the name of the. It was the aliens that they were embody the X. -Men, I mean, uh, impregnate the X Men. The broad. Yes, that's the it. The that's I don't know how to pronounce it. The brutal, the broad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they and when they went off into space and stuff, and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is crazy cool. Mm. And that that was uh that was kind of like the catalyst to get me to really think it doesn't have to be 
just on earth. You know, it, it can happen anywhere or it can go anywhere. I mean, yeah. So yeah. that was the cool part. So when you weren't in the in reading, you you were imagining the stuff that was happening that could happen, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and <laughs> and it, it was just uh, once the imagination gets going, man, it just yeah, it, you can just do whatever with that, and that, and that's what I was enjoying, uh, and then like I said, on top of that, I was always had like a a little talent with drawing. But just like anything else, you you can you can have the talent, but you have to you still have to work at it, still have to practice. And for the longest time, I had this block in my head where it was I had to I couldn't draw unless I was looking at the image and drawing it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then for some reason, I just started. I was like, you know what? I let me just do this. And I started just drawing like off the top of my head. <clears throat> and it was, it was a process to, to say the least. It was, it was a process. Um, you know, you have the normal size body and then the small heads and, yeah. you know, or things that just anatomically were not correct. So um, that took time, but, um, but that came much, much later in life and stuff. Just you know how life is you you start one way and then you you get bogged down with just the everyday life you know raising kids what have you so I really started getting back into drawing in the past I don't know three about five years five six years somewhere around there I can see the sum of your art behind you right yeah 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 I had those printed um some of those um And I, I drew a couple, like, uh, I'm going to show you this one real quick. <laughs> I actually, uh, this was my own character here. Universe of Prince Pascus, I'm reading for. Yeah, that's, uh, whoops, can't see it. They think putting me in here will stop me? Well, they are about to see how powerful I am. And that's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's me as a, as a comic book character, yeah. But I, I named him Telemachus, though. And my, my daughter, the, uh, the Greek, uh, Greek name. Yeah, it has something to do with the Trojan War, right? Something um, like that. I just really like the name, honestly. I <laughs> don't know his history. Maybe it's Odysseus's son, I don't remember. Okay. But That's I, cool. Daughter, you created, you made yourself a, super, a superhero. Yeah. Yep, yep. My daughter hooked it up to look like a, a uh, comic book cover. Yeah. So I have two or three like that. Um, actually, I got another one here. This one here. Yeah. Same name. Yeah, you st- you've stood in the way. Uh, you've Can stood you in the way for the last time, Telemachus. <laughs> got a tan, now is the time. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, audio, though. Um, there we go. That's a better. That's amazing that you can and do do you imagine uh, adventure like what kind of powers do you uh, do you have in comic books? Oh man, I, I well, that character there, Telemachus, he 
can uh, his arms and legs turn into uh, into metal? Um, um, and of course, you know he's super strong, um, fast, and so forth. Um, now the girl there, her name is is uh, Galatea, and I it's actually twin. It's twin sisters, and so um, what they can do is form like uh, different types of energy weapons, you know, like a bow and arrow um, from, from their body. Uh, like the energy we have in our body, they, that's what they use mm -hmm. in order to form these weapons, throwing stars, uh, bow and arrows, things that, uh, and they can control, like when they use a bow and arrow, they control what direct direction it goes in. So, um, and it can cause it to explode or what have you, things like that. So um, those are my three favorites that I, I draw the most frequently. But I, I haven't put them like in a, uh, I have like, you know how you had a story in your head, but you just haven't put it on paper? Sure. That's, that's pretty much where I am with that. I can tell you why it was like uh, about stories you have in your head. Because uh, mm -hmm. when I was, uh, uh, 15, 16, 17, um, you know, in, in every piece of my being, I'm a writer, there are stories inside of me, and I imagine stuff, and at, at that age, I would imagine a story, usually a superhero kind of thing, but not necessarily, and it would build up within me for about six months, and, uh, you know, figure this out and that out and then that happened and that happens and you go through it again, you go through it again. And then you just, it, it, it fails you so much that at the end of six months, more or less, it just spills out. I just wrote it in uh, a <laughs> or something. And then you start again, it's written and then something new builds inside of you and then it comes up. I think maybe that's oh what's going on goodness. with you. Maybe you need a few more months or years and then it'll come out because you, you can't know what, keep guys, doing Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned that, man, because that's how it is with, with drawing for me. It's like I can think about something and I can, I can kind of like, you know, put it in its own category, compartment mm -hmm. for a while. But all of a sudden it just starts irritating me and irritating me. And I, mm -hmm. I got to get this down. Even if it's just a simple sketch to to get the, the picture down, then then I'm good. <clears throat> and then I can go back and, and fill it in and you know pretty it up or whatever. But I, I know, yeah, I know exactly what you what you mean. It's it just keeps gnawing at you. Yeah. So it's like, oh my goodness. So yep, may, I'm hoping that's what's going on. I am. That's the, the thing that changed it for me from that to being, you know, a regular uh, author is at 17, I decided I'm going to be an author. Like, I didn't think it was a career. I didn't think I would make any money from it, which I did. Uh, uh, and, but uh, so I started writing every day. And, and once you, in the beginning, you have to force yourself because you don't feel like it. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the second, but after like a month of writing every day, you just can't stop. Even when you stop, you have the bug. You just, you now have to write all the time. 
and that was the transformation, at least for me, from you know having it being pent up inside me, then coming out to 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 trying to become uh, a professional author and a playwright uh, at that time. Um, that's me at seventeen. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was um, obviously. When when you get older, you 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 think back and like, man, had I made that decision? So when I, I was, it's too late though. I don't. I, I agree. I totally agree with that because I at seventeen. Um, let's see, I had the choice of going to art school or I was going to go into the military. Oh, and I didn't have. It, it wasn't like a. a the confidence, that's the word. I didn't have the confidence in my art to think that, I mean, to feel that I could go into art school, not knowing that that's where you actually develop um, your, your art skills. So um, so I went in, into the military, but that, that's, that is the one thing that I would, I would change if I could go back is I would have gone to art school and who knows at this point, you know, where or what I would be doing. Um, But um, another thing I I wanted to tell you was the, what I was getting to as far as the X-Men and the science part of it, Mm -hmm. that really helped me to to get into the health field. And because the science part just, it just stuck with me. It was another love that I had. So um, when I was in the military, that's, I was doing, uh, I was a dental hygienist. And then once I got out, I went into uh, ultrasound and that's what I've been doing. So that, that science, you know, stuck, it was at the catalyst that, that kept me going. Yeah. So it empowered you twice. It empowered you three times. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's uh, incredible. Um, yeah, I can tell you, do you know of, uh, there's a book called, I think it's called Songmaster by Orson Scott Card. No. In Songmaster, uh, what happens is there's a kid, like a really young kid, who is so talented in his singing, you know, that emperors ask him and, and he becomes, I think, a kind of a slave where he's supposed to sing to uh, kings and emperors and stuff. And I've re- I read it a long time ago. But at some point, there's a big adventure, and then his voice, because bad stuff happens, his voice cracks. Uh-huh. Goes up and because of the stuff he's seen. And now his voice is not as beautiful as it used to be. But his songs are better because they tell of his experience and his cracked voice. Is uh, is part of his experience. It's like Marianne Faithful, kind of. Wow. Um, and I think that is the best way to look at artists. If you take a break, if you start late, it doesn't matter because what you have is you, and you have gained so much knowledge and emotions and you know sense of self and, and experience. Yes. Yes, that. My goodness, that is a, that is the perfect way to put that. Um, like I'm just my grandfather became an author at age seventy, for example. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. It, well, I mean, it's, it's true. You, it is never too late. Um, and like you said, I, I like that, you know, over time you get experience, you get kind of like that, that confidence that you didn't have as, as a young person mm-hmm. because of that experience, those experiences you've been through over the years. And I'm pretty sure that that's where mine, mine came from is just thinking back like, okay, you know what? I couldn't do it then. So I'm going to just try it again now. And uh, of course, um, like I'm sure a lot of people, you know, I um, look back on artwork, different artists like uh, Jim Lee is my favorite, you know, artist. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mark Silvestri is, is another one. And, and Todd McFarlane is, you know, th- those three have, have been my uh like my go-to artist when I'm when I'm drawing and stuff or if I get stuck on something I'm like well I don't know and then I'm like I flip through something or or whatever but that that part of artwork and and animation um like I love watching um animated shows I absolutely love it. It's, it's not many now that I would watch just because they don't have the love that they used to have in like the 80s and, and 90s and early 2000s. That it feels as if that love is kind of lost. You know, it's, it's like it's a lot of, for lack of a better term, you know, a lot of things have been dumbed down and it's, it's just not there. What shows did you like? Um, growing up, it was G.I. Joe, Transformers, mm. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Mighty Orbots. I think that only had like one season or something. Mm. Uh, and uh, of course, the Super Friends used to watch them. Um, after a while, they were kind of just like background noise on <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> homework or something. And then... Um, Later on, Batman and his uh, Batman, the animated series, classic. Uh, the stories were amazing in that. And then uh, Justice League, uh, Men in Black, the series. And uh, now it's uh, Young Justice mm. is one of my favorites now. I haven't seen it. It's good. Huh? I haven't seen it. It's good. Is it good? Oh, my goodness, guy. That... That show is amazing. It it you see how um, how much the they time they spend writing those scripts, and because it, it the way it unfolds over the episodes, you're just like, oh my gosh, how did they get from from mm-hmm. A to Z like this? Um, but it is that is one amazing show. I would recommend to anybody. Sometimes. Like season three, I think, can kind of throw you off a little bit. Um, it's, it feels like it's a little slow moving. But if you watch it and you push through, it all just comes together. You, 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 you would love it, man. You would. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course, Clone Wars. Yeah, you got to have them in Clone Wars, sure. Yeah, yeah. Love that show too, and the the Bad Batch. So yeah. that's 
that's what I've been watching from 80s to now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check out What If. Like, if you've seen the Marvel movies. Oh, what if. I did. I did. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a fan of the animation style of it. Um, and, but, but it was good, though. It, it really was good. There's also a new Star Wars Visions, which is animated. And it's not, it's like imagining a kind of a man, manga artist, I think. Maybe I'm being anime artists uh, imagining uh, different sorts of uh, Star Wars scenarios. I've only seen it, one, so but it's really different. And I think okay. you're right if you're talking about style. Yeah, I'll check. Is Star Wars uh, Visions? You say? Uh, st- yes. Okay. All right. I, I'm gonna check that out. Cool. Nice. And I, I also want to talk about uh, your daughters uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, the stories of empowerment, like the stories they sent. Um, Go ahead. Well, my, the one who, who did the, uh, the art there for me, um, she, she was like the one who really was in the comics. Well, was one other one too, but, um, but she was the one who had the artistic skill to, to go along with the love for comics. It was just, uh, and that was one one of our, our daughters was was really sick for a long time. So comics was something that kept her busy, kept her mind going. And she even uh, would draw things here and there. Um, and but the one that's a graphic designer, I'm kind of living vicariously through her with, with that. But she is she was the one who really took comics and learned about them you know, and asked me questions about it. And it really helped her to expand, mm. you know, like her, her thought process and uh, the way she draws is, is like different than how I draw. She, she can, she can do like the, the abstract kind of uh, drawings, like uh, let's say a rose petal. For me, it just doesn't grab my attention or, or uh, the different shapes and how to get it, how to get it to look the fold and everything. And she, she can do that. And that's just how she draws. Um, but to get her to draw a character, that's where, that's her kryptonite, you know, but it, it has always been something that they, they have loved. It, it has helped them to, again, escape whatever, health issue they were going through at the time um just just to escape for a little bit <clears throat> what, what was going on around them um it helped them to to understand like when i would try to tell them about um look just don't put up the the barrier you know just let your imagination run and then they as they got older they were able to see what i actually meant by that and, and comics was one of the things that, that helped them to do it. Because um, the one that's the graphic designer, she, she went through a hard time too, um, help with health and everything. Actually, she still is, which is why she's not here today. Um, but um, again, they, they were my, uh, my movie buddies, you know, for all the superhero movies. 
they they were the one the ones that would go with me or let me know what time it started or what have you they were on it we were going to comic book stores together you know doing all that and they <laughs> to, to this day we we talk about every now and then um when we went into this comic book store they walked in before i did um it was it was a three girl i have four girls but uh three of them were with me at the time and they walked in before me and I walked in there and it was total silence <laughs> when I walked in there and all eyes were on them. And I was like, <laughs> so, so women because yes, because they, they were young girls and they, uh, they were probably, gosh, I think the youngest one may have been 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it was like all eyes were on them. And I, I just, all I could do was just laugh inside. It's like, I know this is not a normal, <laughs> a normal scene, mm -hmm. but hey, for them, it was normal. It was totally normal. They, they were oblivious to what was going on around them because they were so excited about the comics. And so their, 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 their empowerment, that was one of the things that one of my my, one of my daughters, uh, her main thing was she wanted to draw female characters mm. that were powerful. Um, and she did. And that's what she would do. And I remember one of them talked about um, that, you know, when she read stories about heroes and superheroes, she learned from that to stick up for the, you know, for the underdog. And, you know, <laughs> Yeah. To always do the right thing. Stuff like that, you know, I got, I was, for me, it was surprised that people, that kind of thing changes people's lives. That they actually take it to heart and listen to it, you know, and, uh, and follow it. Yes, that, that was my, actually, that was the two daughters, um, Taylor and Erica. They did not play when it came to uh, sticking up for, the underdog, mm -hmm. they they just didn't play. And that was, you're right, that was one of the things that would motivate them because they were like this, this and it, it's funny because they would watch some shows, uh, animated shows, and they would get so caught up in it, they would start talking to the TV, you know, saying like, that's not right. You know, why don't you do this? And <laughs> so, but, they would carry that on into real life. And that's just something to be proud of. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that changed their lives and they, they are now changing other people's lives. Yep, that's exactly right. And to this day, they're they still the same. <laughs> still the same. That's amazing. Um, so can you can you tell people where they can find you and look for you on Instagram or Twitter? Um, on Instagram, it, it I am under Universe of Prince Pascus, and uh, same thing on Facebook, and uh, same thing on Twitter. I haven't posted much on Twitter in a, in a long time, mm -hmm. but normally Facebook and Instagram is is where I would post my things. So I'll put those links uh, in the show notes. Can you explain that Pascus is that? Where does that come from? The universe. Um, uh, the Pascus. Is, that's my middle name. Yeah. Is Pascus, and 
I'm the only Pascus left in the family. My my grandfather was was also a Pascus. So I, I couldn't use King because he was, you know, my grandfather. He's the king. So <laughs> so I just rolled out with Prince Pascus. But what does it mean? Uh, nothing in particular. The universe is just my characters. Mm-hmm. This is my universe of characters. Um, like the Marvel universe, DC universe. This is the Prince Pascus universe. And your grandfather was called Pascus. Pascus, yeah. What was the meaning of the name? I honestly don't know. I ha- I've looked it up and I cannot find a meaning for it anywhere. All I know is that my his mother uh, was uh, full-blooded Indian. So all I can think of is that it's somewhere in the Indian heritage somewhere. Indian, you mean American, not from yeah. India. Okay. Right, right, American. Uh, uh, what? I think it's Seminole Indians, if I remember right. Okay. I, I thought it was a Greek name or something. No, um, Pascal is the closest I can get to for Greek, because I, I did see that one. Uh, is there anything else you want to, to, to talk to mention that we didn't cover? Um, the, the main thing for anybody who is listening and has any talent for, I'm going to just speak on drawing, um, is keep at it. Keep at it. Um, you, you never know at what point your art will, will just morph into what you're seeing in your head. But just don't stop drawing, sketching, you know, in, anything to get that pen on or pencil on paper. Uh, just do it. Just do it. You, you will get better. Thank you so much to Pascas. He and his daughters are how I understood comics getting power. Until then, I enjoyed comics. I was hooked on comics. I wanted to create comics. I did create comics. But until a few years ago, until I talked to him, I never realized how comics can actually empower and change lives. Personally, I connected, for example, to Spider-Man back when I was in high school and I read Stan Lee's Spider-Man when Spider-Man was in high school. Peter Parker, spoiler, he was... (laughs) He was a geek, he was smart, he was a wise ass, he was picked on and bullied, all those things uh, were me. But deep inside, he had power he couldn't use on the bullies. And, and that was me, because personally, I did feel I had that power. I felt and still feel like a superhero inside, even before I knew about superheroes. I wasn't empowered by Spider-Man, I was just connected with him. He resonated with me. Anyway, that's me. But of course, as soon as I started the Comics in Power project during my days of uh, New World Comics, and Pascas and his daughters were the first participants in the thing I called Comics in Power, what I did there was I asked people and fans to tell uh, to the world how, how comic books empowered them. And there were tons of stories there was one woman, by the way, who wanted to become Indiana Jones and did become Indiana Jones, which is not exactly the comics, but same, same. But most of all, you could see the race and gender lines clearly. Blacks were empowered by black superheroes. Girls were empowered by female superheroes. Queers were empowered by the very few queer superhero stories. And later on, when I created it, like a year or two later, uh, when I created a comic book store for the blind and visually impaired, which I called, by the way, Comics in Power, 
I created a line of comic books with a blind superhero because once I understood how comics empowered, I had to create a hero for the audience that could finally read those comic books. And by the way, he was not born blind, he was um, blinded. And I made sure to tell everyone from the first page he will never regain his sight. Because if you're blind, you're not going to regain your sight, neither will the hero. It is not something that needs to be solved, it is not something that will be cured. It is just the way he is, and now he has to cope and save the world. Anyway, got carried away, but this is, Pascus is the origin of all of that. Now, you can find Pascus on Instagram and Facebook, where is the universe of Prince Pascus. The links are in the show notes. And next time, because there's always a next time in a huge, giant, world-sized quilt, we go to a very special bookstore one by a very special man, and, uh, you know, it's worth listening to, I promise. What did you think about this episode? Email me at guy.hasson at geekdomeanpowers.com. The website is geekdomeanpowers.com on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We are at geekdomeanpowers. My name is Guy Hasson, like I said, and if you want to check out my other podcast, the Squash Buckler Diaries, which is an experiment in epic fantasy. Feel free to check it out. The Squash Buckler Diaries. I will see you next time. And for now, have an empowered day. <laughs>